Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of I don't know with Samantha George. This is the podcast where we talk about life, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, talk to guests and occasionally have some deep conversations. I know it's been like 2 weeks since I posted but oh my gosh, it honestly feels like forever. So much has happened and like, you know, it's been a whole minute. So I hope all of you are doing well and Well, if you ask me, I'm doing quite okay, I guess. Uh, Bangalore's weather is hot as hell, but the trees look really pretty, so I think it kind of makes up for the weather. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Enough of the small talk. I'm gonna jump right into today's episode. We are going to be talking about the KGB. For those of y'all who don't know what the KGB is. it was the soviet union's main security agency but they however broke up in 1991 when its successor the federal security service or fsb became active so the kgb was similar to that of america's cia except it was and controversial but still is one of the most feared organization in the world and why is it you may ask Well, they're known for their spying activities, assassinations, poisoning, and a lot of other, you know, illegal activities. Uh, events of these activities from the recent past was the poisoning of someone in Salisbury to the arrest of alleged Russian spies in New York. Uh, there are numerous rumors and controversies surrounding the KGB, but for this episode, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about KGB agents that. have somehow let their guard down and we got to know them so yeah that's what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about kgb agents that are known and their stories are known so without any further ado let's just get right into this episode the first one is harold james nicholson the highest ranking cia officer Harold James Nicholson was born in Oregon in 1950. He joined the army, became captain of an intelligence unit, monitored Soviet intelligence services, and eventually he moved to the CIA, where he worked in countries like Thailand, the Philippines, and Japan with Soviet officials. By 1990, Nicholson was a CIA chief of a station in Romania. In 1992, he became deputy chief of station or operations officer in Malaysia and in this position he met Russian officials uh, and this is where the story gets pretty interesting right so Nicholson met with Russian intelligence officers three times with the permission of the CIA he then met them a fourth time off the record and in this meeting it's assumed Nicholson was given money in exchange for handing over sensitive information to the Russians but lies and deceit eventually catch up with you in 1995 nicholson failed three standard lie detector tests unsatisfactorily answering questions like are you hiding involvement with a foreign intelligence service have you had unauthorized contact with a foreign intelligence service and you know standard questions for cia agents in addition to that $12000 was deposited in his bank with no legitimate source this launched an investigation during which it was found that nicholson was meeting russian intelligence officers in new delhi jakarta Singapore, Thailand and Malaysia. 
but the CIA still didn't fire him. Rather, what they did, they brought him back to the US and gave him a position in the counter-terrorism unit while the FBI monitored his mail and found letters addressed to handlers in Switzerland. So when Nicholson requested some time off to travel to Switzerland, he was arrested in position of top secret documents. He was sentenced for a period of 23 years to in prison and it was found out that he exchanged top secret information with the Russians, information regarding identities of US officers in Russia and other classified information as well. The next agent we're going to be talking about is Kim Philby, the chief MI6 CIA liaison. Harold A.R. Philby was born in India in 1912. He attended Trinity College at Cambridge, studied history and got involved in extracurricular activities. That included a Soviet espionage group. He worked briefly as a journalist before being recruited by MI6 in 1940. So by the end of World War II, Philby was in charge of counter-espionage at MI6 and was charged with suppressing Soviet subversions in Western Europe. He was then transferred to Washington, D.C. as a top liaison between U.S. and U.K. intelligence. During this time, he turned over classified details about the inner workings of not only the CIA, but also the MI6 to Soviet intelligence. He also warned the Soviets of an allied attack on communists in Albania. His warning caused two double agents to defect. He was then suspected of playing a part in the defection and was released from the CIA and MI6. He expected, you know, impending capture and trial. So, keeping all of that in mind, he fled the country and ended up in the Soviet Union in 1963. Now, all the information leaked by Philby during the 40s and 50s led to the death of many agents. So yeah, he was like an MI6 agent and a CIA agent at some point, I guess. And yeah, it's pretty interesting if you think about his life. He certainly lived the life of a spy. Now moving on to agent number three, Robert Hansen, who spied after the Cold War ended. So Robert Hansen was an American that joined the Chicago Police Department, where his father had also worked. He then moved from the police department to the FBI, and after a two-year stint as a criminal investigator in Indiana, uh, Hansen transferred to New York to work in Soviet counterintelligence. His spy career began in 1979, when he sold a package to the Soviet main intelligence agency, also known as GRU. The package contained the name of undercover FBI agent in the GRU ranks. Hansen continued to sell information to the group for two whole years until his wife uncovered his secret, at which point he swore off spying. That is, until he was transferred to Washington, D.C. and became part of Soviet analytical unit. He again began selling information about the U.S. counterintelligence to the KGB, identifying undercover FBI agents in the Soviet intelligence system, which led to their execution. Hansen was paid in cash and jewellery for his work, which he spent on gifts and travel. In 1991, the Soviet Union collapsed and Hansen stopped his espionage work until he was signed again uh, to the SVR, which is the successor of KGB. This guy never stops. It's like in circles with him. He never learns from one mistake. He needs to commit it twice and third time for him to get to know. So... 
anyway so now after this whole thing happened with the svr the successor of the kgb the fbi was looking for a spy in its ranks because they knew that someone was outing out a lot of secrets to the soviet union and they had an assumption that it was hansen it could have been hansen and uh, he got caught eventually after a recording of him was turned in by a defected kgb operative the fbi began monitoring hansen and caught him dead dropping a bag full of secret information intended for Russian handlers. He pled guilty to 15 counts of conspiracy and espionage and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. And I think they made a movie about this dude, I'm not really sure. So because of him, a lot of FBI agents were killed and like, you know, it was uh, a lot. So yeah, I think they did make a movie of him. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you go Google up the name, you will get to know that. But yeah, if you want to check it out, you can. The next agent we have is Anna Chapman, the spy who proposed to Edward Snowden on Twitter. So Anna Chapman was born as Anya Kuchenko in Volgograd, Russia in 1982. Uh, so while on vacation in London, Anna met a man named Alex Chapman, who she later married. After four years of marriage, the two got divorced. And Anna moved to New York the following year to pursue a business. So while she was in New York, she ran a successful real estate company and made high-ranking contacts. Now, through the contacts, she was able to gain access to sensitive information uh, that was shared among the politicians. Uh, according to Anna's ex-husband, Chapman's father was a high-ranking KGB official who tasked her with securing government information and reporting it to Russia. And this was exposed when she unknowingly met with an undercover FBI agent. Now, during the meeting with this FBI agent, it was uncovered that Chapman was running a ring with nine other spies. She was arrested and held briefly before being sent back to Russia in the largest spy swap since 1986. When she returned to Russia, she became somewhat of a star, celebrity if you may. Uh, she began her modeling for men's magazines, hosted television shows. And it was also rumored that Anna was tasked with seducing Edward Snowden to get him to stay in Russia so KGB agent Boris Karpenshov uh, could question him about the US security. Now, keeping that in mind, she proposed publicly to Snowden on Twitter. So yeah, that is about Anna. And uh, yeah, you can go check her up as well. She is quite the interesting character, if I have to say so myself. Okay, so moving on to the next and final one, we have Christopher Boyce and Andrew Dalton Lee, also known as the Falcon and the Snowman. So Christopher Boyce was the son of an FBI agent. He began working at an aerospace company, TRW, when he was 21. And despite his limited experience and young age, he was given access to the Black Vault, which contains secret US defense information. Now, Boyce was a party animal and by chance, he was reunited with a childhood friend and drug trafficker, Andrew Dalton Lee. One day, the two devised a plan, a plan to sell the information in the Black Wall to the Russians. 
nicknamed Falcon and the Snowman, Boyce and Lee carried out their plan, selling US satellite technology information to Russian officials. They made some serious money out of it, which Lee primarily used to aid his drug business. The operation came to an halt when Lee was arrested in Mexico City in 1976. Uh, somewhat ironically, Lee was mistakenly arrested. The police thought he was a cop killer. They quickly realized they had accidentally arrested a spy instead and he had CIA films in his position and was caught outside the Soviet embassy. But they tortured Lee and they got him to confess for killing a cop. Lee confessed to being a spy also and was handed over to the US officials. He then outed Boyce and Boyce was also arrested and sentenced to 40 years for espionage. He escaped in 1980 from Longpok Correctional Center only to be recaptured by US Marshals in 1981. Their story was made into a film also that was known as The Falcon and Snowman starring Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton. I think that's his name. Anyway. And that is our top 5 KGB agents according to me. Obviously, there are more and some of them we will never know, especially the ones that are really, really good. But yeah, it is top secret and they probably do a pretty good job in covering it up. So yeah, we'll never get to know them. <laughs> With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode and a special shout out to Santosh Bharadwaj for suggesting this topic. Thanks a lot, Santosh. It is very much appreciated. Now, if you know someone that you think would be the right guest for I Don't Know with Samantha George or if you are someone who would be the right guest for our show, DM me on Instagram at IDKW Samantha George. Now, don't forget to rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify and also check out my latest YouTube video with Rooftops with RS which will release on Sunday 27th March at 6pm. And yup, catch me next Friday, Saturday or Sunday with another episode. And thank you again. See you when I see you. Bye.